You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Good afternoon and welcome to the Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Tori Tayanaka is with us, and some of you may remember he's a repeat guest, but we're talking about something different this time. But before we get there, I'd like to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the show. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 23 warm prospects to each of our platinum advertisers. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. Say they're CEOs of middle market firms. Are you looking for a way to conserve water? Maybe you're in California. You know we're having a serious drought here. Uh, We've asked entrepreneur Tori Tayanaka to come on to the show to talk about a marvelous new invention, innovation, the Eva Smart Shower. Tori, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me again. So uh, you got my attention for the Eva Smart Shower through uh, crowdfunding activity. Before we get to that, let's tell me about the Smart Shower. Um, So Eva Smart Shower is a smart device that you can add to your already established um, shower head. So it attaches between the shower head and the wall. And what it does is it has a bunch of features that helps you reduce the amount of water that you use and waste uh, during the shower. And all of these features are designed to not only save water, but also not disrupt the actual experience of taking a shower. We don't want, you know, a low-flow shower. Right. So the first feature is a temperature shutoff. When you turn on the shower and you're waiting for it to heat up, uh, you normally go brush your teeth, go find your clothes, go to the bathroom, um, and you're wasting a lot of hot water that you could be showering in. And so the device will actually detect when that temperature is reached and shut off the flow of water. Um, it'll alert you, and then when you enter the shower, it'll just turn on and it'll be perfectly ready for you at that moment. Okay. Um, once you're... A- that's a nice feature. That, that, that's, that's a huge all feature. all too common, what we do. Right. Okay. And so once you're in the shower, then there's proximity sensors on the device itself that can detect where you are and what you're doing in the shower. And by doing that, it's going to adjust the flow based off your needs. And so it knows, like, say you're on the opposite side of the shower, shaving your legs, adding shampoo into your hair when you don't need full flow. It'll lower the flow. And this can all be controlled by a smart app that comes with the actual device. So if you have different preferences... Uh, different size showers or um, whatever it might be. Okay. This can all be adjusted. So you can fine-tune it then. Yeah, right, exactly. Calibrated yeah. with everything right. else. Um, the last thing is just uh, a timer. So you can set um, a goal time for how long you want your shower to be, and it will send you a f- friendly reminder when you might be taking a little too long of a shower. So if you have teenagers, maybe? Yeah, you can set up all those defaults um, based off your smartphone, and then you can also track the usage, um, comparing yourself to other users, comparing yourself to the rest of your family, and see um, and adjust your your, um, your shower habits. So of all the places to put this kind of technology, why is the shower the focus? Why did, why did you... Why it... Is it because of the amount of water that's being wasted in the shower, or what is the what was the driver behind saying that's where we're going to put this technology? I mean, I, we've seen similar technologies on a very basic level happen um, across the board with um, sinks. When you go to public restrooms, you know it's already set up on an auto 
right. on off when, with motion. And so we were just re- really looking at like how much more water we use in the shower. And it, it was just something, you know, a lot of people get ideas while they're in the shower. I guess we get ideas looking at the shower. <laughs> All right. We're talking with Tori Tainaka and we're talking about the Eva Smart Shower. So you used crowdfunding to gain awareness and and clients and raise capital. So tell us a little bit about the crowdfunding activity. So one of the biggest things why we wanted to bring this product to crowdfunding is um, this is going to be one of our first real product products that we've had to develop with a lot of different features and electronics and things like that. So we wanted to make sure we did it right. And that's what's great about crowdfunding is we put the idea out there with a lot of different features, a lot of different design um, that we had been working on as a, as a team, but in a, in a little room. Um, by opening it up to the public, we've already had 2.7 thousand shares on Facebook. So we, we have a lot of press looking at it. And, and what that does is we have comments, we have um, people asking questions. And since that all those questions and comments, we've actually been able to adjust the, what we're actually going to create. We're making a better product by right. having everyone get involved, the crowd get involved. Okay, so a little market research, a little client input. and it, It's market research with a backbone because if you go and ask people on uh, just an interview, uh, uh-huh. they're not putting money forward. We're, we're getting input from people that are already paying for the product, and so we know that their, their opinions truly matter because okay. they want the best product as well. So Indiegogo mm-hmm. was the platform you chose. So let's talk a little bit about... For the benefit of the CEOs that are listening who might be considering using a crowdfunding platform for this very – take us through the process and sort of the results and what, what you've seen, if you don't mind sharing kind of the – the financial aspects of it, you know, can you, yeah, can you go there um, with us? Yeah, the, the the one big advantage that my team has is, is as you know, I, I run Sparkhouse, which is a video marketing agency. And so we have a ton of creative people around, and we have all the resources to make what makes a truly successful campaign. You know, we, we have the branding team. We have okay. the, uh, the graphic designers, the video team. Um, we have the PR team. And so we're, we're really just a crowdfunding engine for that, and we happen to also be entrepreneurs and product developers on the side. And so we created this idea, put it into our system that we would normally help other companies with. Right. Um, so, so this idea, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but this idea came organically through Sparkhouse? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's my it's my personal idea that I came up with. Oh, and yes. so, yeah, th- this isn't a client of ours okay. or anything. Yeah. Okay. I thought, because I know that you've been able to do that successfully for other people to yeah. use. The, okay. Okay. Sorry, but continue. No, th- this is one, uh, and it's a whole other thing, but we're starting a company called Forge Innovations. And, and the idea behind this is that we want to be launching products rapidly. Three, four, every three, four months, we want to be launching another product. Um, may it be crowdfunding, may it be an, another form of uh, investment, but we have the team and the creative that can put all that stuff together. And so Eva Smart Shower is the first one. We already had a failed one that only made it about a week. That was uh, a replacement for a flare. And hopefully that'll come back in the next couple couple years or so. Um, and then we're eyeballing um, something to do with the coffee industry next. And so hopefully in the next six months, we'll be launching that as well. Interesting, because um, when we had a panel discussion earlier this year, you were on the panel as speaking at panel discussion about crowdfunding as an alternate way to finance or get uh, market input on. As I watched the video, as I looked at the page, and I, I thought, wow, you really did, you, you made it very easy to make a positive decision to purchase one of the, to, to buy one of the units. So you took all of your, what you've helped other people to do, and now you've launched this product. Is it, is the crowdfunding still running for this, or is it, are you still up? 
Yeah, we, we, I believe we have about uh, 16 days left, 16 and days. we're actually only at 90% funding. And so we've raised about 45000 of our $50,000 goal. Um, we're confident we're going to hit that goal, but we'd love um, to go past that, obviously. If we hit our $50,000 goal, um, we are going to be announcing some cool features um, as stretch goals. Um, so I encourage people to go check out our campaign as well. Okay. So how would they do that? Um, the easiest way would be to go to evasmartshower.com, evasmartshower.com. Um, they can learn about the product there, and then and we have a link uh, to the pre-order page, which is on Indiegogo. And how did you come up with the name? Um, we worked with a great uh, team that they, they call themselves Down the Street. Um, it's just uh, part of my animation team. Um, they were working on a bunch of different um, themes and names, but it has something to do with water, evaporate, Eva. We also really like the, the look of the V and the A next to each other. Okay. Um, and we have the blue... V pushing down, and so that's supposed to be uh, a symbol of downward flow or downward flow use of water and things mm-hmm. like that. So, how large is the device? Um, right now, um, I think it's a little too large, but obviously, first round, we're going to okay. hopefully try to shrink it down with different components. But it's about six and a half inches tall, four and a half inches wide, and about three inches thick. And um, but it still sits flush against your um, shower wall. Um, so I think it actually does look really nice uh, in your shower. Okay, so it goes where on the shower configuration? So a normal shower has a pipe sticking out of the wall. So you're going to actually unscrew the shower head from that wall. Got it. Unscrew the pipe from that wall and okay. replace that pipe with our EVA pipes, which are um, we have varying lengths that will make it so that it sits flush against your wall. Okay. Um, and then EVA has a new shower pipe sticking out. So you'll mount... Uh, it's a universal pipe, and any shower head can mount right back to it. So we really wanted to make sure. I know a lot of people really care about their showers and the the, the, the feeling that they get in the shower, the flow. That's true. They might have spent five hundred, six hundred dollars on a shower head already, and so we we made it so that it's universal and it'll work with all those showers as well. Interesting. And where does it get its power? Um, right now, um, it's being powered by a nine volt battery, and that will last. We're anticipating about a year, and it'll okay. be need, need to be replaced once a year. But we're also in the works of right now working with a team that has an internal water turbine, so we're hopefully going to oh. be able to recharge that battery <laughs> just using the flow of, right. of the water. Why not? Right? Because you've got water going through there. Yeah, turn it into an energy source. We're talking with Tori Tayanaka about his Eva Smart Shower and the Indiegogo campaign that they, they're using as a foundation to launch this. We're going to take our next commercial break. We're going to continue this conversation as well as I want to talk a little bit about it and get an update on Sparkhouse if I can. Okay, we're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and Viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality. 
quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let S&H be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Tori Tainaka here is our guest. We spent the first segment talking about his latest invention, Eva Smart Shower, and we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about his other ventures, as well as we'll swing back and kind of wrap up with Eva as well. But before we do that, I wanted to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as podcasts. Uh, you've downloaded over 18,000 episodes during the last 30 days, and we here at the radio show and the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net, rebroadcast anytime from Apple Tune, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, hundreds of middle market companies' websites whose CEOs have been guests on our show, and they put the player there so that you can hear their interview, as well as various business-oriented podcasting sites. My Twitter handle is CEO Peer Group, should you want to follow us on Twitter and start a conversation. Uh, if you're if you're not subscribed to us as a podcast, open up your podcasting software, type Critical Mass Radio Show, and up we will come. We do three shows a week, and you'll be automatically updated and get these latest ideas. All right, Tori, you mentioned in the first segment your other business, which is Sparkhouse. So for those that maybe didn't hear your first interview with us, tell us about a little bit about Sparkhouse. Um, Sparkhouse is a video production and online marketing company. Um, and so we're a marketing agency, very small firm, but we specialize in video production. As you can tell from what we're doing, we have that entrepreneurial mindset when we're looking at products, um, when we're looking at and helping out other brands. Um, so one of the big things that we offer is just strategy and really thinking on a budget-friendly manner of how can we give use video to get another company's uh, product, brand, or service out there. And why is video important? Uh, video is the best medium out there. I mean, it, it, it's not a hard thing to sell that video is important. People um, people are kind of over-reading. Um, they're not reading about products. They're not spending the time to research products or um, look at other um, competitors. They want They want their information quick, easy, and entertaining. And right. so we can provide that um, all the way down to a B2B, um, you know, 10-minute webinar up to uh, we just finished a 30-second USAA NFL commercial that's airing now during Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football. Nice. So uh, what are the key elements to a good video? Um, I mean... One thing that we push right now is that that HD, uh, you know, good lighting, good audio is a commodity. That's you can get that from almost anyone. And I, I would yeah. say, um, if that's all you care about, then you can just go buy a camera and and do that your own on your own now. That just the way the technology is working. So what we always try to do is is really think about why we're creating a video. What, what's the purpose of a video? You never want to make a video just because video is the newest, coolest thing. So we always set goals. Um, it might be to explain a product better. It might be to reach a certain demographic. Um, it might be to, in a soft way, you know, put down a competitor or show why your product might be better than a competitor. Um, so just having a clear goal and having a good strategy behind that. And, and that involves everything from the concept to how you deliver the video. It might be something that goes on TV. 
might be on YouTube, or it might be something that sits uh, in a mobile app. So there's a lot of different ways to approach the experience of watching the video. In other words, graphic elements and motion. What is your advice to somebody who hasn't done a lot of video but feels like they'd like to at least start with some videos on their website to maybe explain their company or, or their products? Well, how, how do you talk them in or help them to understand what the right version of the video should be for their application? Uh, I mean... That's a lot easier said than done. That's a lot of our strategy meetings and our creative meetings that we have. And so uh, at Sparkhouse, we always have all of our clients come in, really explain their company, explain their history. We we research their company and their their competitors. And based off of different things, industry, who they're targeting, as well as um, their brand style, uh, that's where we're going to come out with, are we going to create an animation? Are we going to do an interview? Or are we going to do maybe like something music-oriented? There's a big difference between the commercials that we do for insurance companies and the commercials that we do for, say, Forever 21, a clothing line. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the style has to fit exactly what that brand needs. Do you ever do a series of videos for a client where there's sort of there's an arc to the story and you're creating smaller vignettes or something that help tell that story? Yeah, I think uh, series are huge and and it's really the future of the video um, marketing just because everything is going digital. And so... You do have um, smaller budgets, and you don't need to spend it all on media buys. Um, back just 10 years ago, you were spending most of your money on paying for it to be put on TV, all the commercials. You're, you're, you make a piece of content, you put it on TV. Now, since you have the free medium of, of YouTube hosting something on your website, you have the ability to create, instead of one piece of content, maybe 10 pieces of content that you would switch out, just like your radio show, something that comes out so you can have repeat guests, kind of become a leader in that industry. Um, so people are, are trying to follow your content. Yeah, so we've done we've done uh, a web series before where we've actually had almost like a small TV show um, for a, a video game brand a couple years ago. And then we do a lot of series of instructional videos um, where you might be talking about how to do something in a specific industry. Again, make, making a brand um, the thought leader in that industry. And then um, we, we represent a lot of companies that have lots of products like uh, jacuzzi we mm-hmm. do a video for every single one of their new jacuzzis that comes out to explain its features set yeah so that? jacuzzi um, makes hot tubs so the jacuzzi is a brand itself and so we always want to to emphasize the fact that they're the leading brand in in hot tubs and we might talk about the jets we might talk about the new technology in you know they can be controlled by iphones now um, you can right. play music and they have 8,000 jets for every single reason that you might need something. Um, and that's just not explained well in a photo or in a description. You right. can really see the jets bubbling. You can see the water flowing. And you can also see the experience that, that people are having in the hot tub. And so you can have, you know, smiling faces and, and families and things like that. Right. It's I get I get all that. Video's so, a no-brainer. It's, <laughs> you right. got to have video. Right. See it on the B2C side. Understand it for a name brand like Jacuzzi. Uh, many of our audience members are CEOs of B2B companies, two to hundred million dollars. Maybe not trying to attract the, the you know, a large commercial constituent. How would they adopt and use video in their business? Um, so, uh, in my experience, uh, B2B is huge uh, for video. Is huge with case studies. Um, if you imagine. Uh, most of the sales reps for B2B companies are going face-to-face. Um, there's a lot. It's, it's a slower turnover cycle. You're not grabbing 10,000 new customers a day. You're going after, uh, you know, one or two a quarter. And those are going to be placed on, you know, seeing themselves in the shoes of your successful, your other successful clients. And so uh, without going specific with examples, if, right. you, if you had a service and you had a very happy customer and 
you had a very involved, um, or you had a lot of involvement in making that client successful, you would want to feature that in a video. And so we could make a three, four minute video that would show your mindset behind it, what technologies you might have used, uh, the strategy, and then also customer testimonial that brings back that person is happy. And now you can share that with potential B2B customers via email. You can make it private by showing it on an iPad that only the sales reps have. Okay. Um, we've done a bunch of different things to, to make sure um, maybe um, some some things might be proprietary that you don't want to have out. Right. There's a bunch of workarounds for all that stuff. Okay. So without getting you to give me a hard quote, but thinking again, two to $100 million companies, these type of videos... What's a price range or an estimate of what they – is this too expensive for their budget, or do, is it your experience that this fits right in line with their marketing budget? I mean, it's it's the end of the year. What should they be thinking about they're going to be spending on video? Yeah, I mean, uh, video production is an expensive um, piece of marketing, but what our agency has figured out is instead of bill- billing out on a single video, what we try to do is bill- bid out on projects. Okay. And so we can bring on a, a marketing campaign um, that can – we would maybe split up three or four videos across one single theme, one single project. And what that does is it allows us to spread out the cost of, say, we hire an actor. We have one actor. The cost can now be spread across five videos. We have one shooting day. Spread that cost across five five videos. Same thing with uh, location costs, uh, props, and things like that if you had to rent vehicles or different things. Um, so we spread it out across all of them. And what we what that allows you to do is go, all right, maybe one video is too expensive, but with five videos, the price is actually more, but the per video and what you're getting, the right. ROI is a lot higher. Okay. So you successfully didn't answer the question, and I respect that, so I will not ask you to try to be a little more refined with it. We'll just let that go. But one of the things that I've seen is a lot of people are trying to put video, and the two complaints I have is they're boring and they're too long. That's because they're not talking to us. Okay. No, I mean, definitely video needs to be short. Whenever possible, make it shorter. Um <laughs> <laughs> there's a time for, I mean, there's some great videos out there that are three hours long, but whenever possible, you make it shorter, especially when it, you're talking business, when you're talking about selling, you got to get to the point quickly. The audience that you're trying to attack, they have about a six second. Um, they're going to look at the video for six seconds six before they might leave. Seconds. Six seconds. And so if that first six seconds is boring, they're gone. Six seconds. Imagine, I mean, when do you, when do you watch your videos? You're watching them uh, during breaks at work. You might be watching them um, on your phone. Right. Um, people aren't sitting down and just enjoying a 30-minute commercial from a company. So you really have to grab their attention um and if they are someone that's interested, they'll stay around. Okay. Um, but then you got to keep hitting them with the So if you punch concept. through that six seconds, what do you have them for another 10 seconds or yeah, something? You've got, I mean, you like... got about 20 seconds after that. <laughs> that's a little bit more, but you still better be interesting then, but, right? But B2B is also different there as well. The, when you're placing these videos in, like wh- where you're delivering them, that can affect as well. And so we take that into account when we're creating our strategy. If we're going to create a commercial that's going to go on like a YouTube pre-roll, we know that we only have about six seconds to grab someone's attention. Okay. Um, because... Uh, YouTube only allows six before you can skip it. Um, so we got to make sure we capture them r- right away. But if we're talking a B2B where you're going to have a sales rep showing a video, you know that at least they have to stare at it. Right. But now we got to just worry about making sure that they're paying attention, that they're getting the right information, and that um, you know we're selling the product the way we want it to be sold. We're talking with Tori Tainaka, and I'm just picking his brain a little bit in the area of video because I do believe video... Everyone needs to have some level of video on their website. It's it's important and it's preferred, right? By consumers and B2B buyers, it's just an easier way to learn something. Yeah, and I think it's also just really cool. So if you care about having a brand that is cool, that that 
you can be proud of, um, video can do that as opposed to if you're selling a product that only has photographs, that only has text about it, um, it it's really hard to, to show a lifestyle through anything else besides video. All right, so you started by talking about the Eva Smart Shower. So tell us again, if someone would like to get involved in an Indiegogo campaign, learn more about the product, how do they do that? So Eva Smart Shower um, is available at evasmartshower.com. And uh, right now, for the next about 15 days, we're going to be pre-ordering or selling on uh, Indiegogo. Perfect. And if someone would like to learn more about Sparkhouse and the video work you do? So our website is thesparkhouse.com. Um, and all over there, there's a bunch of samples of all the work we've been doing for the last 10 years and uh, as well as some contact information, how you can reach out if you want to get started. 10 years. Look at you. 10 years. That's fantastic. Tori Tayanaka, it's great to have you back. Thanks for continuing to be a friend of the program and innovating the way you are in the marketplace. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. My pleasure. I'd like to thank our sponsors, too. Without them, we might not be here right now. And they are Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. I have to thank the entire team that puts this show together. Uh, most notably here in the studio with me today, Paul Roberts, our engineer, and Crystal Nunley, who is our producer. Uh, if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi. My Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. Let's have a conversation on Twitter. And if you want to follow the show as a podcast, just type in Critical Mass Radio Show. If you'd like to learn more about us, we're Critical Mass for FORbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 